to colonize the moon! What's up, Trash Pandas? Welcome to In Addition, where we try our best to find the treasure in the trash with your hosts, Tony P, Mike, Steph, and Swan. Slide us into your weekly podcast feed, or we'll wind down your Wednesday nights at twitch.tv slash NADDpod. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the In Addition podcast. Today, we're having a PowerPoint party. Try saying that three times fast. Uh, PowerPoint uh, party, PowerPoint party, PowerPoint party. Nailed it. Got it. Wow. All right. Good night, folks. Um, uh, if you are... If you if you have not been listening, or especially if you haven't been watching live, you're missing out. We're having a good time watching live at twitch.tv slash pod. It's every other Wednesday. Come hang out with us. Come jump in the chat. We're talking about all sorts of stuff. A couple dumb things. I won't nick, you know, nitpick, whatever. Uh point is you missed it. You should have been here for it. So I am the last person uh giving my presentation today. Before I do that, I uh I apologize to those watching live sometimes between the show. I haven't seen these folks in a while. I got to catch up. I got to talk about some shows I've been watching and uh, get caught up on things we hadn't had a chance to chat about yet. But anyway, today I will be giving a presentation on what I am calling Amen Brother. What? Why? Are we going to get a little religious? No, don't worry. Uh, (laughs) Or also how music was changed forever. But before we go into that, a little about me. Why? Because I like to talk about me. It's it's kind of random how I came to this topic. Uh, I like a lot of weird, not weird things, but a lot of random things kind of run the gamut. Uh, uh, when I was little, I liked drawing. When I got older, I liked video games. I like editing video, doing podcasting. I also like table tennis, uh, ping pong. It's a, it's fun. I also like pinball. I went with table tennis to avoid the alliteration of ping pong <laughs> and pinball. Uh, I enjoy board games. I enjoy live comedy. And I enjoy music. And I put music last because it surprises a lot of people. I don't have a lot of music conversations. I don't I don't like a lot of particular bands. I can't tell you the names of songs on like I like the strokes. They're, it's a band I like. I couldn't tell you what track was what, what album was what. I just don't know. I just listen to stuff and I like it. I don't know what's what. I also listen to a lot of random things, different decades, like 60s and 70s soul and rock and 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 like metal and hip-hop, all sorts of stuff. Uh, And when you do that, you start to pick up on sounds. You'll hear the same thing over and over. You'll hear samples. You'll hear sounds. Even if you don't know the name of the track, you recognize where you heard that thing before. Now, when rap started getting big, uh, it did have, it is, rap is, rap and hip-hop is based on a lot of samples and beats and pre-existing beats. Uh, and a lot of people used to crap on it because they say, oh, they're not they're not playing instruments. It's not music if you're not playing instruments, which was a kind of an old thing that has since gone away. Uh, but uh, Jaron Lanier, who I like, he is a uh, he used to work at Atari. He pioneered uh, virtual reality, big computer science guy. He said a digital sound sample in in angry rap or any rap, quite frankly, doesn't correspond to the graffiti, but rather the wall. So. What he's saying there is the the samples that are used, that's not the rap in the hip-hop. That's just a place to do the rap in the hip-hop. Uh, so appreciate the samples. All right. When you're talking about Amen Brother or, or a sample that changed the world, we kind of have to take a jump back. So we're talking about me right now and some quotes I like. 
we're going to jump back to the 70s to a band called the Winstons. Who are the Winstons? You've probably never heard of them. Uh, they are not that famous. They are not that big. But they did have a song called Color Him Father in 1970. It won a Grammy, actually, for best R&B song in 1970. And you're probably still saying, I don't, did they? Okay, that's cool. I've never heard that in my life. And that's fair. Uh, the Winstons are an interracial band, which was a big deal in the 70s and the 1970. Uh, out of Washington, D.C., they did a lot of jazz and funk. So when the Winstons came up with their hit, uh, Color Him Father, well, we got to jump back again, y'all. This is something that may surprise you. Music used to come out on records. Uh, <laughs> little 45s that when you came up with a hit, you had uh, your big hit was on the A side. And you always had like a second song, kind of a throwaway song on the B side. Uh, if you want a good example of this, watch that thing you do. Um, uh, the Winstons came up with their big hit, Color Him Father. They went into the studio and they were like, yo, we need a B side to uh, make this record. So they covered an existing gospel song called uh, Amen Brother. They they didn't come up with this song. Like I said, it was a cover um, that they were like, ah, we'll just jam to this and, and come up with it on the B-side. Uh, the song was running a little short, so they had the drummer kind of like punch it up a bit. And are you guys ready? There's I got I got music for you. So wow, Tony. Yeah, right. You can't talk about music without having music. So true. Um, the B side of of Color Him Father was uh, Amen, brother, and it sounds a little something like this. All right, so let's jump into, so that was 1970. They came up with two songs, one of which was Amen Brother. Great, so what? To understand how that song literally changed the world, you have to understand a little bit about how hip-hop was created. So uh, hip-hop came to be in the late 70s, late 70s. Uh, it was created, there's two people that really grandfathered it. Number one being DJ Cool Herc, pictured here. DJ Cool Herc, <clears throat> was a DJ and MC who would have a lot of house parties uh, in New York. Um, and basically the house party literally was uh, two turntables and a microphone. I know you've all heard that expression and they would play music, whatever music was popular. Uh, keep in mind, it was not rap and hip hop. It was a lot of disco at the time, a lot of soul. Um, and he noticed people would dance they'd have a lot of fun during the song and then when the break would occur and the break was the part where there were literally no vocals it was just instrumental that's when people had the most fun and they would really dance along to the break and this guy was like you know what what if it was just all breaks and so what he did was uh had duplicate albums so he would play the same song on both turntables and would play the break of one song and then switch over and play the same break of the same song and then align the first album and basically juggle back and forth to keep an infinite break. And so it was just this infinite uh, instrumental 
part and people loved it. They could keep dancing. They would go on and on. Now, yes, someone in chat mentioned that would be you stuff. That's exactly where break dancing comes from. People would dance over the break of the music. Um, break dancing, AKA B-boys later on B-boys and B-girls would dance over the break. It was as simple as that. Even more simple than that. Uh, during these breaks, these DJs and MCs, much like DJ Cool Herc, would talk. They would talk over the record and, and say kind of cool stuff and talk along to the beat and kind of rhyme and, you know, say, I can't freestyle. I come up with neat little things as they were talking over the breaks. And in the 70s, uh, 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 slang for talking was rap. They were rapping. They were literally having a conversation and talking over the over the 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 break and that became rap that became hip-hop it was as simple as that uh i could not mention dj cool herc without mentioning grand wizard theodore he's the other part pivotal to to the scene uh one he was another dj much like cool herc he was playing some music at his house the story goes his mom got mad so turned that shit down she slammed the door and the record needle scratched across the album and he said hold up this is kind of neat <laughs> and came up with a process to intentionally do it. And then that became scratching. And so him with the scratching and cool Herc with the uh, continuing the break basically pioneered mixing records, mixing albums, and it just grew from there. So that in one slide is basically how hip hop was created. So why am I talking about that? What's that have to do with anything? Well, let's go now from the seventies to the 1980s. 1980s this would have been about five years after dj cool herc came up with uh extending the break a lot of djs would look for albums that had really good breaks so they could extend them and play with them and mix them uh or really cool sound so they could again mix them and and use them for their their parties well breakbeat lou and his partner uh <laughs> were um brilliant because they came up with a business plan where they're like, you know what? You don't have to dig through the crates. We're going to do it for you. So we're going to find beats and sounds and things and put it on an album. They put it on the, or they created uh, Ultimate Breaks and Beats, which literally had six whole tracks, <laughs> one of which was um, 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 Amen Brother from 1970. They found the record. They're like, oh, this sounds cool. Let's put it on our Breaks and Beats. Well, that now meant um, that track and specifically the drum beat could be uh, uh, taken out and used and sped up and slowed down and mixed and cut and whatever, whatever. Ah, so oh, I think I have music for you. Yes. So at this point, um, uh, Breakbeat Lou, they put it on the album. People started using that same little drum beat from Amen Brother. Then it came, became... It then became known as the Amen Break. Uh, and the Amen Break, you heard it a second ago. You may have not known what you heard, but here it is now played at normal speed, uh, sped up and slowed down. It's the same little drum beat, just sped up and slowed down. So this is normal. This is what it was on on the song. And then sped up sounds like... And then slowed down. Oh my gosh. Um, that sped up version, if you've ever listened to 
there was another part of this presentation. I was like, okay, this is too much. If you've ever listened to uh, a drum and bass, which was a uh, precursor was uh, jungle music. They all use it. They all use that. Every single version. Everything. Um, so that became super duper popular. Everybody decided to use it in the early 80s. I don't know who the, the first was. There's really no the first when it comes to rap and hip hop because there are a lot of people doing things that weren't recorded or they weren't getting credit. Um, but one of the first was Salt and Pepper. <laughs> they had a song called I Desire, which I will play for you now. Listen again for the um, Amen break. That's not it. That's a high. Right there, nice and slow. <laughs> the same beat. Kurt and chat said this will probably get silenced in the video on demand. I don't care. Um, <laughs> also, on that note, there's um, in some of these samples, you know, some language and things I normally don't use, especially in our next sample, <laughs> which was NWA Straight Out of Compton, which uh, single handedly created the uh, parental advisory sticker. Um, um, they are the ones, NWA, the ones that, that created that. And Straight Out of Compton's like one of the biggest, most prolific hip hop songs ever. With the simplest beat, because it's literally just the Amen break. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. The same, the same break. And I just wanted to let this one play out. But. <laughs> Now, a lot of people are like, oh, well, of course, hip hop, you know, they all use the same samples. Well, no, that's that's not the case. In fact, it was used in uh, rock music as well. Uh, Mike, sit down, please, because uh, there is a Slipknot <laughs> song called Pulse <laughs> of the Maggots. Now, this one's quick. Uh, you can almost miss it, but it's definitely the sped up version, which sounds like um, that drum and bass sample. They just throw it in there for some like random like what okay that's cool just here it is um but i love it because i like the beat uh and then the <laughs> eb mini i have not thought of this but you're exactly right it is the music version of the wilhelm screen if you if you listen once you know it you'll never not hear it um i have not thought of atari teenage riot in a long time but they also use the sample in a very drum and bass heavy rock song from the spawn soundtrack which by the way one of my favorites it was it, it was a bunch of collaborations that had no business being together uh it's where uh filtering crystal method a uh, trip like i do came from and this banger from atari teenage riot and slayer Again, you hear the same beat. Yeah. 
you'll never not hear it. So, okay, well, rap and hip hop. All right. Well, some would argue, well, they're kind of similar in theme. Okay. Well, what about cartoons and video games? These are the last two that I will play for you. This was a video game called Sonic Rush, uh, uh, composed by a dude in Japan. And yet, here it is again. Nope, that was Slipknot. <laughs> kind of tucked in there i like watching i like watching everyone's face because you can tell like oh there it is there it is when you pick it up and last but not least on all the samples this one you i know if you've not heard any of them i hope everybody has heard uh straight out of compton don't admit if you haven't because i don't want to know one i've heard it no i've okay. heard it i got okay, that one okay okay <laughs> but i promise all of you nerds have heard this one where christopher ting has said straight up like oh yeah i use the the almond break So he just slowed it down and threw it in there with some other samples. And and that little snippet, this one right here, would literally be used over 5,000 times, uh, if not more, and counting on official songs that can be tracked and found. Lord knows how many mixes, remixes, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, literally the most famous drum break uh, that has been used, but the story does have a sad ending. Uh, the drummer Gregory C. Coleman died in Atlanta, Georgia in 2006. The story goes, he was literally broken homeless and got zero money from, uh, coming up with that drum beat. As I mentioned, it was used over 5,000 times in counting. The only little sort of happy ending is that his partner from the Winstons people have since told the story and, and track these things now. Um, and there's been a couple GoFundMe's where his partner got some money, but so what, you know, like it's, it's, I think too late for compensation. So I like to tell the story, the beat will keep the beat goes on not to be funny. Um, and although, you know, it was pretty crappy that he got zero compensation. I take some remorse in that, like at least, you know, his sound will keep going on to making, making awesome music. So that is the amen break interested in learning more um uh i'm showing the love today to a website called whosampled.com amazing website super fun go find some of your favorite songs and then you can track if there were samples and where they were from if you do a search for um amen brother there's literally like i said 5000 6000 songs spanning all sorts of music and if you're really into this and obsessed with this uh, check out the Apache beat, which is a similar sample, just used in different ways. And the funky drummer beat, which uh, that may ring a bell. Yes, it is from James Brown. Uh, that beat was used in Chopped and used in many songs as well. So although the slide doesn't say it, this is where I open the floor for Q&A. Uh, Tony, I don't have a question so much as a comment. Uh, when I learned to play drums, like for the first time on a kit, that was the first drum beat that I like taught myself uh, other than like straight eights on the, like the hi-hat and like twos and fours. Like 
it was that beat and I had no idea that it like it originated somewhere because it's so ubiquitous, right? Like it's just it is the beat like it is one of five beats that you use as a as a punk drummer. And like like you said, it's I would be interested. I was thinking about it and I was like, well, where did did he get it from somewhere? We'll never know. But the credit as of now, as it yeah, stands, yeah. goes yeah. to him. He came up with it. And what's really funny is um the reason they had the little break is because the song was running short. And so they just extended it, like, all right, go ahead and do uh bop, 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 bop. like okay, you know, which <laughs> now today would sound like to Mike's point, like, yeah, everybody does that. Dude, I didn't even notice it when you first played the beat. I was like, okay, like I'm waiting for where it like becomes a thing, right? Like, because yeah, it just is such a natural part of all rhythm. Like now, wait, (laughs) wait till you go and listen to um, the Apache beat. The Apache beat is from the song Apache. Uh, Jump on it. That that one. Do you guys know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a drum beat in that, and then Funky Drummer is literally from. The James Brown song is the same song, same name. Um, it's the same thing. Once you know it, once you hear it, you're like, oh, shit. Like, you can't not hear it. So everything, I bet money. Actually, I would really bet money Lin-Manuel Miranda used probably the Amon Because it's so, it's so big in hip-hop. He has to. And he has a huge hip-hop inspiration. I know it's in there. So now I need to go. When I watch Moana this weekend, I'll be looking for that. Um, so yeah, good luck not hearing that wherever you go. Uh, Tony, this was so good. Oh, well, thank you. I, I'm obsessed so with it's just super fun to me, and I don't get a chance to dig into it or talk about it much. Um, I have debated for many years doing a like sample podcast, like about samples and things. And then I, I come to the Steph part where I'm like, uh, but then it becomes work and I yeah, have yeah. to, I want it to be huge. And I'm you know, and so I just, I have, when you get there, you have to corner. invite me and Mike on uh, to talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda though. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to, EB mini, EB mini. That's a great idea. My friend always told me I should do mini series of podcasts, Yeah. Um, but that's, that's too smart. Instead, it's going to be a weekly show or two episodes a week that, have to run 365 days a year. Can't relate. Also, I did have a, <laughs> a panic moment at the start because, I mean, I was still learning something, but I had a thought that this was all going to be about Hulk Hogan. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I really don't know a lot about Hulk Hogan. But. <laughs> Hulk Hogan or how music was changed forever. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, the episode about I am a real American. So that's, you know, the 4th of July theme. Uh, but yes. But thank you all. That is um, that is my talk about the drum break that, that awesome. changed the world. So, so until good. next time. Thanks so much for listening, Trash Pandas. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your platform of choice. And join the conversation with us on twitch.tv slash inadd pod at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central every Wednesday night.